0: CHAPTER Twenty Two OF CARPENTER'S GEOGRAPHICAL READER AFRICA BY FRANK G. CARPENTER THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN RECORDING BY BETTY B. ELEPHANTS AND IVORY ELEPHANTS ARE FOUND IN ASIA AND IN AFRICA, BUT THE LARGEST AND FIERCEST COME FROM AFRICA, AND ESPECIALLY FROM THE REGION WHERE WE ARE NOW TRAVELING. THE AFRICAN ELEPHANT DIFFERS FROM ITS ASIATIC BROTHER IN THAT IT HAS LARGER TUSKS, a more sloping forehead and wide flapping ears the elephants of asia are sometimes caught and tamed they are used as beasts of burden and are made to work in the lumber yards in parts of india burma and siam people travel from place to place upon them and the rajahs or princes ride them when they go about in state the african elephant seldom becomes tame it lives in the forests or on the plains of the wilder regions of the continent it is hunted for its ivory tusks and is gradually being exterminated in those regions where white men are settling in some parts of the african states elephants are almost as great a curiosity as buffaloes in our country but in other places such as the congo valley the sudan and the highlands of central africa where we now are they roam about in vast numbers and we may often stumble upon herds as we go through the forests elephants travel in company parents and babies old and young moving along together sometimes several hundred may be seen marching from one place to another the mother and children going in front while the father elephants come behind protecting the rear the fathers are larger and stronger than the mothers and they will fight for their families the mothers will also fight elephants are fond of their children and it would be dangerous indeed for us to try to steal a baby elephant besides it would take more strength than we have to carry one away for the ordinary elephant baby weighs as much as a big fat man and it grows fast the elephant is the largest beast known there are many in africa which weigh three or four tons and have such big legs that one might take them for trees if he were looking along the ground through the forest notwithstanding their size these animals travel rapidly their weight enables them to crush through the jungles they step lightly with their huge feet and when traveling will go for days at an average speed of six miles an hour they can swim rivers and climb up and down hills so that it is difficult for men to keep up with them the head of the elephant is the most remarkable part of its body it is of enormous size with little eyes not much larger around than our own a long nose or trunk and tusks larger than those of any other animal. The elephant's trunk is so important to him that he could not possibly get along without it. It serves as both hand and nose. If it should be cut off he would starve, for his neck and tusks would not allow him to get his mouth to the ground and he could not drink. The trunk is as flexible as Indian rubber. It has hundreds of different muscles running through it in almost every direction and it can be stretched or shortened at will at the end there is a kind of finger-like lip with which the animal can pick up a blade of grass or the smallest thing from the ground the lip is very strong as is the whole trunk the beast pulls off reeds branches and herbage with his trunk he rears up on his hind legs and tears down young trees or bends them over into his mouth so that he may eat the tender shoots and leaves in drinking the elephant first sucks the water into his trunk and then squirts it into his mouth he often sprays his body in this way giving himself a shower bath as it were he uses his trunk to feel with rubbing it over his baby to pet it when angry he throws the trunk high in the air and blows a trumpet blast through it and when attacked he sometimes pounds his enemy to death with it there are two other parts of the elephant's head which are even more interesting. These are the tusks, or great horn-like teeth, which grow out of each side of its mouth. Every elephant has two tusks, and in addition six great teeth within the mouth on each side of the jaw, above and below. The tusks are fitted into bony sockets, their roots going almost up to the eyes of the elephants. They begin to come when the elephants are quite young and continue to grow as long as they live some elephants live to be a hundred years old and the older ones have tusks more than eight feet long and so heavy that it takes four men to carry one across the country the tusks are a valuable article of commerce and are among the things which africa exports to all parts of the world ivory is worth so much that ships are sent to africa for it men hunt the elephants and carry the tusks for hundreds of miles through the forest to get money for them Much of this work is done by slaves, the Arabs and other strong races forcing them to carry the ivory. Sometimes slaves are exchanged for ivory, and in times past the slaves were made to carry the tusks to the seashore where both slaves and ivory were sold. Elephants' tusks are of different sizes according to the age of the animal. A large one may weigh two hundred pounds and be worth hundreds of dollars such as the tusk shown in the picture a small tusk may not be as long as one's arm so much ivory is needed that more than fifty thousand elephants are annually killed and their tusks shipped to europe most of them coming from the valley of the congo the ivory of commerce comes not only from elephants thus killed but also from those which have died generations ago many elephants die natural deaths in the forest wilds some are killed by lions and other wild beasts the skeletons are found by ivory hunters and their tusks taken out and carried to the market the native kings often have ivory stored away in their villages and it is said that some have fences of tusks about their huts they know that ivory is valuable and save it as we save money all such ivory is old and not so valuable as the fresh ivory it is known in the markets as dead ivory while that which comes from the freshly killed beasts, is live ivory. We shall have many invitations during our travels to go elephant hunting, but the sport is so dangerous that we shall hardly accept. The natives say it is more dangerous to hunt elephants than lions. The elephant is revengeful, and if attacked, will run after his enemies and try to kill them. If he can get the hunters within range of his trunk, he will knock them down with it and crush them to death with his tusks or stamp upon them with his huge feet. The elephant has such a thick skin that heavy guns with large bullets are needed, and even then there are only a few places where a shot will prove fatal. If one can hit him just over the eye, or back of the ears, or halfway between the ear and the eye, there is a fair chance of killing him. There is also a place near the tail where a bullet may pass along the spine into the lungs, causing the animal to bleed to death. In such hunting the men must be wary, for the moment the elephant sees them, he throws his trunk into the air, screams, hisses, snorts, and rushes at them. His brother elephants join him, and often the hunters are killed. Notwithstanding this, the natives manage to destroy many elephants. They sneak up behind one of the great beasts, and with a stroke of the sword, so cut the tendons and arteries of his hind foot that he is lamed and bleeds to death they arrange a snare, so that when an elephant stumbles upon it, a heavy weight with a barbed spear fastened to it falls down upon his back. The spear is sharp, and if its blade enters the elephant's lungs, it causes death. After an elephant is killed, the tusks are chopped out with axes, and the flesh is cut from the bones for food. The natives are fond of the meat, and they eat every part of the animal, except the skin and bones. They make elephant soup, steaks, and roasts, and preserve some of the flesh by smoking it as we smoke beef the tidbits of the elephant are the feet and trunk these are roasted in a peculiar way a hole is dug in the ground and a fire built in it when the earth has become thoroughly hot all but the glowing coals are taken away and the foot or trunk is laid upon them sticks are then placed over the top of the hole closing it tight after several hours this curious oven is opened and the roast taken out the skin is removed and the meat is ready for eating the foot thus prepared is so tender that it can be scraped out with a spoon and many think it delicious end of section twenty two